You're listening to Marketing News Canada, Canada's number one show featuring the brightest minds in marketing, PR, and digital advertising. Welcome to another episode of Marketing News Canada. I am thrilled to introduce you to Yen Conrad Tran. Yen is an award-winning marketer with over a decade of experience in the Canadian advertising industry, from media experts to St. Joseph to Global Mail, and now at Pinterest. She joined Pinterest in 2021 as the first business marketing lead for Canada to build awareness of Pinterest's value as an ads and shopping platform. Yen, thank you for joining us. Thanks so much for having me. So Yen, if I was to go to your Pinterest board, what is on your board? How would you describe what you're into and what your loves are these days? It depends. So because I've spent so much time at home over the last, what, two years, home decor has been a big thing. So just constantly, you know, selling all of my furniture and then realizing I have no furniture and buying new furniture has been kind of the status quo over here. And then the other thing that I've been kind of focused on right now is I'm trying to become a Pinterest creator. So we just launched Idea Pins a while ago, and I'm challenging myself to create an Idea Pin once a week. I have been kind of pinning some inspiration for things that I can kind of do at home, um, easy things that I can kind of create and, and create an Idea Pin from. So that's what's been inspiring me lately. That's awesome. And historically, Pinterest, when, when people see and, and, you know, they saw this episode came up and they're like, oh, Pinterest, that, that's amazing. And historically, it's been, well, I don't know if I need to listen to this episode because I'm not planning a wedding, I'm not renovating my home, or I'm not looking for a mood board experience. But Pinterest is so much more than that. And why don't you help listeners understand what is it beyond just planning your wedding? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, Pinterest, I think people always know it as a place for inspiration. Um, And and we often say it's a place where people go to plan for the future, no matter how big or small, whether it is that wedding or home renovation or even, you know, dinner or lunch ideas. Um, For me in particular, where, you know, I have a four-year-old at home, coming up with creative ways to serve food is kind of an everyday ordeal or adventure, as you would call it. Um, and so it, it's not necessarily just about the monumental moments um, in life. It's really a, a place where people can kind of collect and, and gather inspiration for what they want to plan for and what they want to do. And what's been really exciting about my time here at Pinterest, I've, I'm coming into seven months now at Pinterest. There's been such an evolution and such a shift in the platform. So where it was you know, primarily focused on upper funnel, um, really capturing that discovery and inspiration, um, advancements that we've made in on the shopping front um, have really kind of connected those funnels. And so the vision for Pinterest really is to, you know, for shopping to make it possible to buy anything that you see on Pinterest um, or at least get a personalized recommendation for something that's just like it. And so really kind of collapsing that funnel and really turning that inspiration um, all the way to kind of that of buying is sort of where Pinterest is moving to. I remember we years ago, and and this is even Pinterest maybe and in, in maybe less developed is, is where it is today. We did an audit for a brand who sold a, a product that went into drinks, smoothie drinks. And so we did a Google Analytics audit, what they brought us in for, and we were looking at where the goals were firing from. And so within Google Goals, it's pretty awesome. You can say, hey, where sales are coming from. And then 
even back then it gave you even way more information than today, but it was, you know, good for Google Analytics for giving us something. But they had just run a very large influencer campaign, six figures. And at the same time, they were running some stuff on Instagram, you know, investing a ton of money there. And they had a Pinterest board and it was running organically and they just had a few things up there. But when we looked at conversions, like qualified traffic, Pinterest was the number one sender of traffic that went to the website and made a purchase. And when we dived further into it, we found that people were on Pinterest and they were hungry or thirsty and looking at recipes and getting even more hungry or thirstier for smoothies, et cetera. And they're typically on a desktop computer because we saw that. And they felt comfortable leaving Pinterest to go and make that purchase. And, and that's one thing that I find so fascinating about Pinterest, the power and influence it has on sales. Yeah, for sure. And I think one of the things that's really unique about the Pinterest mindset is that our audience comes to Pinterest with a different mindset. It's that intent to do and that intent to act that isn't necessarily kind of inherent in other platforms. You know, we have kind of a a couple of marketing phrases that I always love to kind of refer back to because they're so concise and it's kind of that aha moment when you don't necessarily understand the value of Pinterest, but we always say um, it's for yourself, not for your selfie. Um, And we always also say that Pinterest is really about, you know, finding what you actually love rather than just kind of passively looking at what other people like. And so that really intent to act and and that mindset of the person coming to a platform is so different from every other platform. They're there to do, they're there to create, and they're there to kind of act on what they're planning for and and what, you know, they want to do. Amazing. And the other thing I find is infographics. I find there to be no better social media platform and even really publishing platform better for infographic because they're they're long, they're skinny, but somehow you, you know, I'm saying you, but Pinterest has been the kind of almost the library of where all the good infographics have gone to live. That's really, yeah, that's really interesting. I don't, I don't see it in my feed just because I'm not necessarily looking for infographics, but that, you know, that's a really great kind of indication of the way that the platform personalizes content based on your preferences. For me, I I do actually use Pinterest from a work perspective as a marketer, even before coming to Pinterest. One of the things that I find is just really great is the ability to kind of organize my thoughts in a very visual way. And so whether I'm planning an event as a marketer, you know, kind of thinking about the next marketing campaign. I have secret boards where I'm really kind of collecting ideas, whether it is kind of stats or or ways that information is presented and be able to kind of use it in that way, which I don't think that people naturally think about when, when they're thinking about Pinterest. So if I'm a brand listening right now and I'm, maybe I'm skeptical and I'm thinking, man, should I, should I, you know, I'm on all the platform. I've just figured out TikTok. I just figured out YouTube. What's that toe dipping look like for Pinterest? Like, what should I do for maybe a brand I represent or maybe a brand that I work for? Yeah, absolutely. I think from a marketing standpoint, we actually host a series of webinars and events where it's really about kickstarting your presence on Pinterest. It doesn't have to be a paid experience, but we know that even from having an organic presence really is a great way to kind of explore the audiences and get comfortable with kind of that toe dipping that you talk about. But, you know, I think there are lots of different ways in. And depending on the category that your brand is kind of 
operating in, there are lots of different channels to be able to kind of activate on Pinterest, whether it's really kind of in the traditional pinboard format, really kind of uploading content that is relevant for the audience, all the way to even, you know, from a shopping perspective, if you're looking at kind of that lower funnel engagement, importing your catalogs, ingesting your feeds, and really allowing Pinterest to kind of optimize against your product. Those are kind of two different ways in that really cost nothing as a marketer as a brand. That's amazing. And when you say to brands and marketers, you know, what is Pinterest best for? Like if I'm thinking about the industries, if you were to say, hey man, these industries, man, you have got to be on Pinterest. Or if you are reaching this audience, you've got to be on Pinterest. Yeah, I think typically the endemic verticals are CPG, you know, beauty, personal care, food and beverage, as well as retail. Those are the ones that, you know, naturally fit on the platform, just given the kinds of content that's there. But we're actually seeing a lot of success in the auto and the financial services and tech spaces as well from a Canadian marketing perspective. And I think what's really interesting, you know, people don't necessarily think about the fact that Pinterest is a place where people go to to plan for their future, to plan for their projects, to plan for kind of what's coming up next. And because of that, we have this wealth of insights into, you know, not necessarily what's trending, but what will be trending. And so these insights are things that we share with our advertisers, that we share with brands who are looking to work with us because we're able to say, you know, for example, within the financial services industry, Here are typically the actions that Canadian pinners take as they're planning to purchase their first home. What typically comes after they purchase their first home is, you know, starting to think about family planning. As they are starting to think about family planning, there are lots of different things that you just don't know as kind of the first time into this arena. And so getting information about wills, getting information about estate planning, getting information about mortgages, those are all content streams that are very relevant and that we're able to identify just by the patterns of behavior that we're seeing with a lot of the pinners. That's incredible. So to get access to that information, I want that access. So do I need to become an advertiser or is there an e-newsletter I can sign up to get that? Well, once a year, we actually have Pinterest Predicts and it's going to be coming up, I believe, first week of December is when we launch our 2022 report. And what Pinterest Predicts is, is our kind of annual roundup. We call it our not yet trending report, but based on search volumes from the past. That's amazing. Yes. So I think a lot of other places kind of do the look back, but what we like Like to do is look forward. Yeah, you're like a crystal ball. Yes. And so what's really, really interesting is that our team goes through kind of the effort of analyzing thousands and thousands of search terms and search volumes. And over the course of six months, you can kind of start seeing trend lines and you can kind of identify areas where it might potentially be growing. And so it's a massive undertaking internally, but our team produces this editorial report where I believe it's actually going to be bigger than ever this year, but by vertical, by category, by theme, trends that we're predicting are going to spike in 2022. And so there are lots of different ways that advertisers can tap into it, whether it's aligning directly with that content or just simply kind of, you know, understanding that there are different ways for you to engage with that insight, whether it's really kind of having that show up in your creative strategy 
all the way down to, you know, we've seen advertisers kind of build it into their product development, whether it's kind of identifying trending things like color palettes or patterns or, you know, specific searches that are on theme. There are lots of ways to kind of tap into that. So Pinterest Predicts is available on PinterestPredicts.com, which is our business website. And then what we're looking to do, particularly in Canada next year, is we're going to be launching a monthly newsletter that will really kind of show in this moment, here's what people are searching for right now in Canada. That's what we call our Pinterest Predicts Weekly. And that's something that our advertisers get currently. And that's, I believe, primarily through the sales team right now. Okay, that's great. And we yeah, and we can put all the information in the show notes as well if yeah, people want to sure. just get there. We'll put the links. And if people want to start advertising or consider advertising and maybe even get on that e-newsletter. Yeah, for sure. Big question I have, Yen, is there's all these people who are on all the channels. And what does it look like to manage and maintain a corporate, a branded Pinterest board? How much is involved? Because you know, the minute you open up an Instagram account, you've got all the DMs. The minute you open up you know, a TikTok account, you want to stay on trend and be on it all the time. But what does it look like for someone nurturing and, and building a Pinterest board? Yeah, I think it really depends on the approach that you want to take. But from a, I think, brand management standpoint, what's really unique about the content on Pinterest is that you're not necessarily needing to post seven times a day in order to be kind of caught in the feed. Content that lives on Pinterest really stays on the platform for longer. And one of the things that we actually found in our research as it relates to trends is that trends actually grow longer on the platform. They stay relevant for longer on the platform. And what's really unique about the platform is that there's this level of kind of interpretation of content. So people aren't necessarily just kind of going onto the platform and liking things or saving things. They're finding ways to really kind of manifest that content into their own perspective. And so from a management standpoint, I think it's really about kind of building content that is really valuable for the brand, that's valuable for the audience, and kind of naturally just with the way that people interact on those channels, it really is an additive experience for brands. So really kind of thinking about how to create that content to meet pinners for where they're looking. And then also really kind of tapping into insights, tapping into trends to really help inform that messaging strategy as well. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Swimsuit, check. Sunscreen, check. Phone charger, check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. That's really cool. We had an explanation recently on the show from Josh Bloom from TikTok where he was explaining, you go to Instagram, for example, and you scroll, right? You scroll through your feed. You go to TikTok to, you know, experience entertainment. But I feel like you go to Pinterest to plan, right? And, and I think there's a popular term called evergreen content. And people use that term all the time. I feel like Pinterest is the ultimate in what it means to create and nurture evergreen content. Would you agree? Yeah. yeah, for sure. And I think that that's definitely one aspect of it. I'm not sure if you caught our most recent announcement, though, with our creator festival that just happened back in October. So as much as we've been this platform to plan and, you know, I talked a little bit about shopping and that intent to purchase, intent to buy and kind of planning that purchase journey. The other thing that we're kind of layering on is creators. And we're we're making an investment in creators in a big way. And I think really kind of the ethos of it is that, you know, not only are people there to plan, but they're there to kind of act and to create. And so creators on our platform are brand new and it's really an opportunity for us to really kind of find people who are experts, who have kind of the knowledge and the ability to really create inspiring things and giving them a platform to share that. And, you know, what's really interesting about creators on Pinterest is that, you know, we're not necessarily chasing the likes. We're not necessarily looking for people who have massive followings. And it's really about quality over quantity. And because of that, you know, I think it's really about kind of building a really unique community for creators and for pinners where, you know, they can kind of share ideas on how to manifest those trends, manifest those ideas and bring them to life. And so with the creator platform, one of the things that we actually just introduced was what's called a take. Have you heard of it? No, no, no. Okay. So we, it's very new. We just launched it. We had JLo basically create a challenge, a Halloween costume challenge, where she invited people to create their take on inspiring Halloween ideas. And basically what it is within the idea pin is, you know, she shared some past costumes that she had done in the past. And then I think we're at something like six or 700 takes. So you basically, it's almost like you're replying off of that idea pin and pinners are sharing their own videos, sharing their own idea pins on how to kind of fit within that challenge. So it's very much about kind of give and take versus just kind of scrolling and liking and then carrying on with your day. We're really trying to inspire that action and inspire that kind of collaboration within the community. 
and I can only imagine the, the amount of like chefs or artists and yes. creators that would then provide other challenges, which is yes, so neat. for sure, for sure. Yeah, and one thing I want to bring up, which I think is so cool that Pinterest has done, and I think it's a, such a great name, is Pindigenous. Yes. Which I think is the neatest community that's been developed on Pinterest for the indigenous community. What can you tell us about that? Yeah, so what's been really apparent to me as a Pinterest employee coming on seven months now is just how important the mission is, not just from a pinner perspective or from an advertiser perspective, but even from an employee well-being perspective. Pinterest's mission is to inspire everyone to, to create a life that they love. And it just feels like it's such an authentic mission that really is pervasive through the company culture. So Pindigenous is one of the communities that we have within our organization, but it's one of, I would say, a dozen different communities. I'm a part of Asians at Pinterest, and we also have other communities like, I believe there's Pinwheels, there's Women at, which I'm also a part of. And really what these communities are, they are company-sponsored communities within, within Pinterest. It's a pretty extensive ordeal from what I can tell, but there are formal events that take place. There are mailing lists. There are Slack channels where you can really kind of share content and share experiences with other members of that community. And it's just a really great way to foster connection and community within kind of the internal Pinterest environment. It's incredible. One thing I got to bring up, which is a very exciting announcement that was made this year, and mm. and some people may not like it that are listening right now, but there is an industry that cannot advertise on Pinterest. And you as Pinterest were the first to put a stake in the ground, line in the sand. Tell us about that. Yeah. So I think you're referring to the dieting ads, right? Yes. yes. So as I mentioned, our mission is really to inspire everyone to create a life that they love. It guides our content moderation policies. And that's actually not the first policy stance that we've made. We really want to focus on kind of ensuring that that Pinterest is a place that really allows you to kind of foster emotional well-being and really positivity because that's what people come to the platform for. And we really believe that, you know, the most positive places, they don't happen by accident. Like you have to be really deliberate, you have to be intentional, and you really have to be decisive. And I think that's really the output of, of this proactive, you know, policy decision that's been made by our leadership. And speaking specifically about the, the weight loss um, ad ban, we know that the pandemic has been really challenging. You know, I think for me, being kind of 10 steps away from my kitchen is, you know, a daily challenge that I have. But as the world is starting to open up again, we know that people are feeling the pressures of rejoining social circles, you know, starting to go back into the office. And the weight loss ban actually expands on an existing policy that we have already that prohibits body shaming and dangerous weight loss products or, or claims. And really the reason for it is because we want Pinterest to be that positive and inspiring place. We want it to really foster an inclusive environment. And that means kind of regardless of body shape or size, it's not the place to come if you want to feel body shamed. <laughs> yeah. And, and I got to say, recently I was brought in to do a workshop about trolls in the tourism industry and how do you handle trolls and what do you do with trolls? And, and of course, you know, we had to do a whole session on this because they were being bombarded you know, on Facebook and Instagram. But I feel like there are no trolls on Pinterest. 
they don't exist. They're not welcome there. They, I've never seen one there in all my Pinterest experiences. They, I mean, I think they're certainly there, but I know that our team works very kind of diligently to ensure that that's not the content that's rewarded on the platform. I believe we actually just came out today with our H1 transparency report. So that is kind of valuable to, to dig into. I haven't had a chance to take a look at it yet, but similar to what I said before, if you want to create a positive environment, it has to be intentional. It has to be deliberate and you really need to kind of put a stake in the ground. And so, you know, these sorts of policy decisions that we make on the platform, we really kind of engineer it that way. So we take it really seriously. And, you know, we've had a zero tolerance policy when it comes to any kind of harmful content and always really kind of make going that extra mile to ensure that it really has no place and, and it's not rewarded on the platform. The weight loss ad ban isn't necessarily kind of the first policy decision that we've made. We also have compassionate search, and that is when users type searches for things like anxiety or depression or anorexia, they're presented with a collection of emotional well-being activities that people can do right from the app. And we partner with national associations that are the experts in it. Similarly, Pinterest isn't necessarily a place where you come to debate politics or argue with your aunt about vaccine policies. And so all of our policy guidance really ensures that, you know, that type of content doesn't have a place to really flourish. I know that um, there was a month when a lot of advertisers pulled off of Facebook in a way to protest. I feel like if you're looking for a place to invest your ad spend dollars and you want to just trial it, you know, at the very least invest in Pinterest for the sake of investing in a really positive environment at the very least, and then also see the really positive results from what can happen with that ad spend. And again, full disclosure, this is not a paid advertorial <laughs> episode in any way. I'm just realizing even more so that, you know, we with great power have great responsibility and those with great ad buy budgets have the ability to lift up a platform or not. We, you know, the, the percentage of ad spend that goes to Google and Facebook right now is massive. And so even to give a portion of that on Pinterest, and we'll often say to our clients and, and you know, brands we work with, you know, even just try it, like a test budget, a trial budget, you know, trial it on Reddit, trial it on Quora, you know, trial it on Pinterest and see what happens. And at the very least, you can also know that you can double down your trial on Pinterest because you're like, wow, I'm also investing in a really positive environment. That's so good for the world. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's been the topic of the industry for several years now, even when I was over at the Globe and Mail. But I think as digital trust really continues to erode, um, context really does matter. And I think that's something that we've always been saying in the industry, you know, for the past couple of years, at least. And I think that, you know, coming out of the pandemic, it's more important than ever. And I think particularly there's this responsibility, I think, for advertisers and marketers to really invest in the values that are core to their brand. And that's kind of reflective of where you choose to, to invest your advertising spend. On Pinterest, we know that people come to the platform to feel positive. And what we've actually found from the research is that positivity really drives impact at every stage of the funnel. There's this halo effect that really impacts brands and, you know, all of the things that goes with it in terms of brand sentiment, brand affinity, really kind of trust in the brand. And so I think that one of the taglines that we love is that it pays to be positive. And, and I think um, we certainly kind of feel that in 
the, the conscious decisions that we make from a policy standpoint to really kind of foster that positivity and foster that trust with our audience. Yeah, and that's, that's incredible. So waking up every day, you love your job? <laughs> I love my job. It's funny because the interview process was pretty lengthy and coming from a non-tech background, I obviously had a little bit of imposter syndrome as I was going through the interview experience. But one of the things I think in my last ditch effort, the last five minutes of my last interview, I looked at my now boss and said, I don't want to come on too strong, but I think this is my dream job and this is my destiny. <laughs> and so oh, um, she always makes fun of me for that. She was like, I mean, you did come on a little bit strong. It was a little bit creepy, but like kind of endearing. Did you, did you sing it? Were you like, this is my destiny? Like and create like a musical in that moment? Or did you just No, no, no. It? I'm, I'm okay. pretty sure I said it in like a pretty creepy way where I leaned okay. into the camera. And I was this like, is my listen, destiny. Listen. <laughs> Yeah, that's amazing. So could we, really quick, just do yeah. a little like flashback, quick highlight, like a nugget, like media experts. I just want to go through the the three places, media experts, yeah. St. Joseph's and Globe Mail, which by the way, I'm a Saturday subscriber. I don't know what you consider us, but my wife and I love on Saturdays, we get the paper, we go through it all weekend long. It's incredible. And they have like the giant crossword at Christmas. And we, yes. it, it, yeah, and it's great for making little bonfires down the road or pirate hats for your kids or paper mache. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, I don't know why. It's one of those things, again, I'm going to just rabbit trail here, but like you almost need to just subscribe to like one paper at the very least for paper mache purposes and uh, pirate hats. <laughs> and then at the same time, like giving yourself a nice screen break. It's so nice to read articles in the flesh, right? Like in real life. Yeah, for yeah. sure. We we subscribe to the Saturday paper as well. It, it feels like it's just such a nice way to start the morning with yes. coffee in hand yes. and, you know. So Nugget, that prepared you for today. And this might've been one of your interview questions, but media experts, what's something that you learn from there, you took away from that experience that you see it apply today? Yeah, media experts was my first job out of university. I went to Laurier for business and many of, I guess, other students coming out of the same program were going into kind of CPG, coming into brand management type roles. That was kind of the path that was common to take. For me, I really wanted to go to an agency after having a couple of co-op experiences on the client side. It just felt like everything was so intense. And I feel like at that time in my life, that level of intensity was what really appealed to me. And so I would say that the biggest nugget um, from my experience at Media Experts was just really how to learn everything. I think, you know, being on an agency, being on the agency side, it's like, it's just so high intensity. You're working, you're doing, you know, a million things at once for five different clients and all of the clients are different. And so it just felt like the three years that I was there was such a crash course and like how to adult and like how to have a job. I love it. I love it. I love the term to working agency side. There's like, they talk about spinning plates or juggling balls, but I feel like you learn eventually when you think of juggling balls, which of the balls are bouncy and plastic and which of the balls are glass? Yes, yes, yeah. I love that. Okay, jumping fast forward to St. Joseph's. Tell us about that. Yes. What did you, so, what did you glean? 
Yes. So I was there for four years. And what was really interesting was I actually started as a creative marketing associate. I was there to support the sales team in coming up with creative ideas for advertisers. I also supported the development of, you know, sales collaterals and media kits and really kind of learned how to position media so that it's valuable for advertisers, so that it's valuable for marketers. A year or two into that role, my role actually expanded as we were starting to launch revenue generating events. And so a big part of my job kind of two years into that experience was actually producing red carpet events for 400, 500, 600 guests. And to launch our magazines, I I believe most stylish and most influential Torontonians were two of the kind of marquee events of the year. And so really learning how to work with partners, how to, again, like how to spin plates, but in a very different way with a very different product at the end of it was kind of, you know, it was exciting. It was a little bit scary because I'd never done it before. But again, at the end of it, I just learned so much about so many different things, how to build products from the ground up, how to really kind of always keep the marketer or the advertiser in mind. It's amazing. And then jumping forward to Globe Mail, another publishing outlet. Yes. So I moved over to the Globe and Mail And it was really kind of an expanded opportunity on what I was already doing at Toronto Life and at St. Joseph Media. I think with the Globe and Mail, one of the things that I always say is that I've moved on to my grown-up job (laughs) because obviously I think the importance of journalism, especially at a time right now, is, is so critical. It was just so enlightening in so many different ways beyond kind of the scope of work. I feel like just having exposure to the journalists, having exposure to really the mission statement um, from an editorial standpoint, I feel like it really opened my aperture in terms of just current events, really understanding kind of the world beyond just my little bubble. That's amazing. That's amazing. And then you are now, what, what do, you, do you call yourselves pinners? Pinterestites? Uh, Pinployees. Pinployees. That's amazing. You guys have a, it's it's so fun. (laughs) When someone messaged me about Pindigenous, I was like, oh, they're so cute. That is like the funnest thing. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That is awesome. Do you get a container of red tax when you join as well or a little, is that a thing or not really? Well, you know, what's actually really fun. We have annually an employee event called NitCon. And, you know, in pre-COVID times, it was an opportunity for all of the employees around the world to gather together and really kind of build a community in a way that you would knit together yarn. And so one of the first events that happened um, right as I joined was KnitCon. And we basically have two days to explore speakers, activities, workshops that are hosted by employees who have, you know, special talents in in specific areas. And with it, I now have a Pinterest cutting board, a Pinterest apron. I believe I have some, you know, Pinterest food plating tools. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> which were part of that's the great. experience. Everyone so, needs that in their life. Yeah, I think one of the things that that's really great about Pinterest is just how much they encourage employees to yeah. really find passions and, and interests kind of outside of work. And I think, you know, work-life balance is obviously really important, but how do you really kind of 
feed that curiosity and how do you take on different perspectives that ultimately are going to help you, you know, especially as a marketer, I think that so much of marketing is around kind of having a finger on the pulse of culture and understanding what's trending, understanding what people are interested in. And so being able to kind of pursue those passions um, within Pinterest, I think is so interesting. Yeah, and this is this is amazing. I, I've learned a lot from this time with you today. I am excited to keep pinning. And, and I, what I find so great is I want to go on personally just to even see some of the new features that have launched. Like that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, for sure. And I can send you all of the information about it as well. Yeah. So again, anything else that you want to leave with listeners? Yeah, I mean, I think the main thing I would say is that coming out of the pandemic or, you know, where it feels like we're coming out of the pandemic, I think there's an opportunity for marketers to really reevaluate kind of what they've been doing. It's not necessarily a case, I think, of going back to the way that things were. There's definitely an opportunity to rebuild and to edit things that weren't working in the past. And so I think even, even for me as a marketer, or just as, you know, a human being, really kind of leaning into those values and, and kind of authentically acting on, on, you know, what's going to feed those um, ideals and, and values, I think is really important as we, as we move forward. It's amazing. And, and quick question, marketing or business book that you'd recommend to listeners that you love or has had a big impact for you? It's not specific to marketing or business, but the book that I always say is life-changing for me is the book Atomic Habits by James Clear. Have you read it? Yeah, it's great. Yeah, I, I love it. It was one of those books where I read it and everything just made so much sense and it was so easy to, to put into practice. So that one I, I just love for kind of all purposes, work, business, marketing. Love it. I love it. Well, Yen, thank you so much for being here today and, and joining us with our listeners and sharing so much about Pinterest and ideas, inspiration, and kind of where the, uh, I feel like the future is going. You uh, seem to be one company that seems to have a good pulse on the crystal ball. Yes, for sure. And I will, I will definitely send you all of the information about Pinterest predicts. And um, hopefully I can even kind of leak a few to you off oh. the record. <laughs> That'd be amazing. That'd be amazing. Yeah. And maybe we can even look at even like a little teaser article and then we can link back to where people can get the full report. That'd be amazing. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining us this week on Marketing News Canada and we'll see you all next time on the show. Thanks for listening to Marketing News Canada. For more episodes and other great stories from Canadian marketers, visit marketingnewscanada.com. All episodes are recorded in the Jelly Marketing Studio thanks to our producer, Chris Penner, and editors, Travis Jeffers and The Podfather. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.